You're listening to Goat Rodeo. Keep an ear out for us. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Dispatchers. I'm Morgan Givens, a storyteller and performer in Washington, D.C. Every two weeks, I'm going to bring you a story that explores the countless moments and connections we all share, moments that often go untold because they might not fit who we are, who we believe ourselves to be, or where we think we're going. These stories will last no more than 15 minutes. Our story this week is called Home. I left the room. The excited laughter that trailed behind me abruptly cut short as the door slid closed, sealing the voices, providing a blissful moment of silence, respite, and peace in a day that had been far too hectic, had left no room to catch my breath, to pause and recenter myself before I free-willed into the next task, had pushed me to view living as a task, instead of the fluid continuity of a moment of which I would only have won. And I vowed I wouldn't continue to do this, to set myself up to move through life as a ghost, so exhausted by what I had done, what I had yet to do, that I couldn't appreciate the now. Vowed that I would not live as an apparition unto myself, grabbed my bag from the floor and slung it over my shoulder, turned, and nearly tripped over the cane of the older man who had just eased himself wearily down onto the bench. His skin had thinned with age, a brown so light it appeared as though the sun had winked at him, chastely, too afraid for a kiss. Skin so papery and smooth I could hear it crinkle softly when he moved, could nearly see the current of life that flowed within him, contained for just a bit longer, by his still thriving humanity. What'd you think of the little get-together? My brows drew together as I thought back on the previous two hours, still kicking myself for thinking it was a good idea to come to a dancer's retreat, to be surrounded by people who moved so comfortably and fluidly within their bodies that mine felt all the more a cage. They had glided around me, feet practically silent at the moments their toes touched back down on the ground, limbs already coiling, muscles ready to turn them all into the Icarus who would survive, as I shouted from the earth all the reasons they should never attempt to fly. It was... it was okay. He laughed then. So hard I worried he would choke, Hazel eyes disappearing from view, hiding behind the crinkled amusement of his eyelids, flicking back into existence before fleeing again as he caught sight once more of my now-stunned face. Son, you are a lie. More laughter, shoulders rising to his ears, the high tide of mirth before flowing back down into the ocean of his body. You're lying. You hated it. I mean, it's not really my thing, but I learned a lot. I've got some ideas for work. It was worth it, I think. Well, at least you're thinking. He reached out, placed a hand questioningly on my forearm. 
You going to the Metro? I was going, but didn't want to tell him so. I only wanted to go home, to move with the easy flow of youth, to crack open a beer and read. Checked my phone. Knew if I left then, I would be home at 9.30. Knew if I went with him, it would be closer to 10, maybe later. He would want to talk, to fill my mind with his words until I felt crowded out of the last pieces of myself, until there was nothing left of me and I would stumble home empty, filled to overflowing with the thoughts of others, though it wasn't his fault. He couldn't have known that I hadn't built in the time I needed, hadn't taken the space to dump the things others told me, their interactions, all of it onto the page, hadn't strained everything that set within me through a mental sieve until it flowed away, sealed in my journals, and only I remained. All I wanted was to go home, to expand and breathe myself back to life, but now this. He had moved the slowest of them all, joints swollen with the rebellion of arthritis, but he had moved. He moved now to wave me away. Unlike the others, he had read my hesitation correctly, didn't want to intrude. Don't worry about it. Don't, don't worry about it. It's okay if you're not going that way. No, I actually am. Well, hot damn. His smile returned, blooming across his face, and I couldn't help but smile in return when he looped his arm through mine, patted my hand, as we began our slow walk out the door, so slowly that I could feel the grooves of the asphalt through my thin shoes, the tiny stones that littered the ground, vibrating up from the soles of my feet until I became confused. Had I heard my feet scuff the ground? Or had I felt it? You're not from around here, are you? He asked, as we stepped into the warm blanket of night air and I felt him relax into himself, relaxing as the street life sprung to life, its electric hiss, hazy yellow glow, providing all the added comfort we needed. Shook my head. No, I'm from North Carolina. Uh-huh. That's why you're walking my old ass out, even if you don't want to. I, I wouldn't say all that. I mean, you know, this is fine. I'm, I'm not upset about walking you anywhere. You've already done your good deed for the day. You don't have to lie about it, too. He tightened his grip on my arm, pressed his head gently to my shoulder before removing it, letting me know in his own way that he was only joking. So what'd you move up here for? Uh, I just needed a place a little more open. Held back the rest of the statement. Didn't want to delve into how hard it was to find a home where my existence wasn't reason enough to strip it away from me. I understand that. His legs began to tremble, and we moved closer together as he pressed more of his weight against me. I ran away from home, too. Okay, so it wasn't that dramatic, but let me tell you, 
being a gay Puerto Rican in the 50s? Oh, I tried everything to not be gay. I even joined the military. It was my turn to laugh. And I did. Couldn't help the guffaw that erupted from me. You did not join the military trying to be less gay. I will not believe this. You better believe it. Except it didn't quite work out as planned. His voice lowered, conspiratorially, the sharing of secrets. I met my first boyfriend while I was there. He was my bunkmate and he was lovely. So, so lovely. We did the things boyfriends do, holding hands, holding other things. Sir, you are ridiculous. Oh, I know I am. I know. We dated for the longest, but stayed hidden the whole time. And I was a dancer all my life, on Broadway even, and I still couldn't tell a single person about the men in my life, about the ones I loved. He had nearly given up trying to support himself, trusted that I wouldn't let him fall, stranger though I was. I never would have imagined it would be like this, like it is today. I can live and have a home almost anywhere I want. I've got one foot in the grave, maybe, but I could go marry a man if I wanted to. Isn't that something? Yeah, it's definitely something. A metro van rumbled up to the curb, idling. The passenger door swung open. A man's voice from inside. Are you Mr. Joe? He loosened his hold on my arm. Yup, I'm Joe. I turned to him. I thought you were catching the Metro. I am. The Metro Access Van. You've seen my little shaky legs. I wouldn't make it down there. You'd have to carry me. If I were a lot younger... I just might let you. He released me then, made his way towards the van before looking back, calling out his number, waited patiently for me to enter it into my phone, hoisted himself inside before looking back at me. Oh, I liked what you said about home when we were inside, when everyone was dancing. I liked that. I'm glad, but I don't remember what I said. You said home is where people don't want to lose you. I bet you've got a lot of places to call home. I'd bet on that. Call me sometime. Okay? The door closed, swallowing him up in its frame as I waved. It's been weeks. I haven't called. I should. Thank you all for tuning into this week's episode of Dispatches. I'll be back soon with another story for all of you. And uh, we should connect. Use hashtag DispatchesPod to let me know what you think. And follow me on Twitter at DispatchesPodcast. Don't worry. I'll once again put it all in the liner notes for you. And if you're feeling super generous, tell your friends about the show. Reviews are great, but word of mouth 
is much better. Until then, be well and know that stories are all around you. This episode was written and produced by me, Morgan Givens, and the music was provided by Ryan Little.